At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin the Wednesday edition of Big Bets here on VSIN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming at you today for the next two hours. Got a pretty good show lined up, of course, on Wednesdays. We'd like to catch up with Steve Mackinnon. He, of course, is our VSIN editor uh, to get his news and analysis, certainly as we look at it, maybe some trends for the uh, Final Four in the NFL. And then JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, will join us to talk all things round ball in our number two. But we've got lines on the move again. Now, we've been talking about this all week, about how we thought this might play out with Patrick Mahomes and his injury and the high ankle sprain, as Andy Reid said. Yeah, it's, he's got an ankle situation. I guess it's been reported as a high ankle sprain. Yeah, it's a high ankle sprain. So, uh, you know, it's a matter of pain tolerance. And by the way, uh, our guy here in the network, uh, Mike Pritchard, if you didn't hear Mike talk about this, a guy who's actually had this injury, that's the way Pritchard kind of lays it, lays it out. This is a matter of pain tolerance. So, they're going to do everything around the clock, keep pressure on the leg, all the things that, that Mike had to do back in the day to, to be able to play on Sunday. And Patrick Mahomes is going to play on Sunday. The question will be, how mobile will that leg be? We'll look at the line now. It went up as high as, what, two and a half? Yep. So a lot of people like myself hopped in at some of those teaser opportunities to get the Chiefs over a touchdown. You don't have that opportunity today. And I don't know if that's teaser insurance that the books are going to look at, but here we go now. Bengals back down to one. I got to think by the time we get to kick, it's a pick. But we're seeing point, point and a half moves here in, in about 24-hour span. You said it yesterday, Dave. You didn't think it would get to three. Didn't It came back down drastically. We saw a high watermark of about two and a half, now back down to one. Look, I still believe the Kansas City Chiefs should be the favorite in this game, minus one or two at home. But you still can get the Chiefs at even money. I think the Kansas City is going to win this football game. I think it's being blown out of proportion a little bit about the Mahomes injury. And you know what? I mean, I'm guilty of talking about it at length. However, I think the Chiefs in a revenge spot here twice. Remember last year, AFC Championship mm-hmm. game, good opportunity. I think Cincinnati is a better football team than they were last year. But I think Kansas City at home won't miss this opportunity. I, I look at it and I go, okay, this time last year, what were the Chiefs favored in that game, in the championship game last year? Eight? Yeah, I was going to say seven. I think it was around yeah. eight. It was over a touchdown, if I remember, because I know I had the Bengals and the points and didn't think they'd necessarily win the game outright, but they did. And that football team last year for the Chiefs, obviously Mahomes' injury changes everything, how you, you analyze this. But just from a football perspective, 
are the Chiefs better? Let's just say Mahomes in a vacuum was the same Patrick Mahomes from last year as the MVP to be this year. Forget about the injury for a second. Are they constructed better? Now, they don't have Tyreek Hill. So it's hard for me to go that this team is a better version than last year's team because you just made an interesting point that the Bengals, in your eyes, are better than last year's Super Bowl team. And I tend to agree. They feel like, you know, everybody expected the Super Bowl hangover. That didn't happen. They started off 0-2, and then they got red hot, right? And they've had issues, the same issues that plagued them last year in the offensive line, and yet they plugged in, played rookies, and they dominated the Buffalo Bills. What do you make of the Chiefs? Are they better than last year's version? I don't think so. I don't either. And But with that being said, how can I make a statement that they're going to beat Cincinnati? I just think that the best player in the game is going to deliver when they need it. I, I think you're going to see a lot of Travis Kelsey in this game. Um, to me, they haven't been great running the ball at times, but Pacheco can make a difference. And on the flip side, defensively, the key for them is going to be slowing down the run. I, I think Cincinnati is going to be able to go through the air effectively because Burrow and, and Chase are so good along with Higgins. Uh, but overall, I look at this running game. Can it be balanced? If they can do that a little bit, they'll be fine. And then, of course, through the air, Kansas City can stack up with anybody passing the football. I, I wonder if you're Lou Anarumo. Mm-hmm. And you, look, I, I was singing his praises before the Buffalo Bills game a week ago, right? Like, he's been the guy nobody talks about. We talk about co- coaching carousel. And and uh, certainly, I like to look at coordinators versus coordinators, Right. What do you think he does? Does he say, you know what I'll do? This sounds, might sound crazy. I'll take away Pacheco. I'll take away the run game. And then see if Mahomes, 15, on a dinged leg, can drop back 40 times. Like, you, you hate to be in the cruel part of the business of, well, he's damaged goods, so therefore I want to make him use those damaged goods. But that kind of might be one of the best ways instead of letting Mahomes get the running game going then play action and use Kittle. First of all, Dave, I appreciate you allowing everyone to realize what a nice guy you are. I'm more of a hockey kind of guy. We're just going upper body, lower body injury because we're trying to uh, just absolutely annihilate the guy. Right, that's we're, the sport. We're, we're playing for rings, okay? There that's we go. just the nature of the business. But I don't, to me, I don't think you're winning if Mahomes is dropping back and throwing the ball 40 times. I'm telling you right now, that guy is surgical. He can beat you if he's got to do that. I'm not worried about that if I am Kansas City. To, I think if you take away the run a little bit and they say, okay, beat us through the air, they're going to have no problem. You know, Travis Kelsey's going to wind up with 15 and a buck and a half. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, you look at kind of the, the final four, the way they're constructed. I was thinking of this last night. There are a couple teams now because the Tyreek Hill move was predicated on money because Patrick Mahomes' new deal kicks in really next year. You know, and I heard, uh, just as a kind of aside, Von Miller talking about the Bills. And how, like, we shouldn't blow this up. We only lost five football games all year. The Chiefs didn't blow it up last year after they lost in the title game, but they moved on from Tyreek Hill, and everybody assumed they got worse for it. It was more of a monetary move. Okay, they couldn't pay Hill. Hill goes to Miami, becomes the highest-paid receiver, right? So we understand why that move's made. But there's just different ways that you can go about your roster. The hit on on Mahomes next year goes up even more as you start getting deeper and deeper into that $400 plus contract. I just kind of look at it and I go, how long do these windows stay open? I think as long as you have 15, the window's open for Kansas City. I would agree with you, and I think when you look at it realistically, probably the two easiest positions theoretically uh, to fill are running back and wide receiver. Yes. And so as long as you've got Mahomes, you're going to bring guys in, maybe advanced in their careers, that want to chase a ring, and they say, you know what, I'm too willing, instead of taking $7.5 million, I'll take $5 million or something to that effect. So you start saving money in potential cap hits in those situations. And I'm sure at some point in time, the Chiefs will restructure the contract in order to be able to get somebody else under the cap. And they seem like they've taken the stance or the line of, we're not going to have an elite defense. Right. We're going to have a defense that's just good enough because we've got the best player in the game. And as long as he's the best player in the game, we'll have a shot. I think that's exactly the way they've constructed this thing. Again, that number now is Bengals one. The total really hasn't moved, still at 47. And the other thing I was thinking about them all is, think about what the, the Chiefs are constructed now. Without Tyreek Hill, okay? Their number one focus on offense is the tight end. Mm -hmm. Let's look at San Francisco. Yeah, they got Debo, and they've got McCaffrey, but their number one weapon at, you know, offensively is the tight end. So you can go that route, which I wonder if more teams are going. Even Dallas Goddard for Philadelphia was a high pick, right, even though they went and traded for A.J. Brown. But you can go get a cheaper version 
of these stud tight ends. Now, you got to hit on them, and the Chiefs and the Niners clearly hit on theirs, yeah. right? And you can kind of formulate it that way versus playing some of the, paying some of these diva receivers like a Tyreek Hill all those big bucks in a second or third contract. I, I think so. We saw it with the Saints with Michael Thomas. They paid him five years, $100 million, and necessarily hasn't worked out for anyone but Michael Thomas. Uh, right. You look at some of these other teams out there, and you think, hey, should we pay certain guys? I, the one that always stood out to me, it's not a big dollar amount in today's football, was the Bird Emanuel deal, mm. right? When he went to Tampa, yeah. I think it was four for uh, 17.6 at 4.4 a year. I think he only plays two years, and then they released him. So in football, I think the one thing that's happened now is if you've got that Joe Burrow, that Patrick Mahomes, that type of quarterback, you try and structure it around them with guys that you can fill in. You need a Kelsey. You need a George Kittle or Debo Samuel, somebody who's elite. And then everybody else can be a Juju Smith-Schuster, a Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yeah, good players. Good, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't put Marquez Valdez-Scantling in good, but, uh, you know. He's, right, he's uh, above average. <laughs> but wait, find the guys that, that the quarterback elevates, right? We, we saw it, you know, you could almost say for years with, with Favre and then even Rodgers where you go like the Donald Driver routes and you get like really good players, but the quarterback's going to elevate some of those guys. Now – I think that's what they're trying to do with, with Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs have, excuse me, the Bengals have studs at wide receiver. I, I don't, I mean, Jamar Chase, you, you saw him at LSU, you saw him with Burrow, you understood why they, they, they did not go with the tackle of Panay Sewell, and they went with Jamar Chase, and clearly that's worked out for their benefit. You know, Taj Boyd's been a, a really good, uh, and T. Higgins, those guys have been really good complimentary receivers. So they've gone at kind of the anti-tight end route, but the biggest issue there is still offensive line. And, Kelly, I wonder today, after seeing the way those guys performed without three starting offensive linemen in Buffalo, we all thought, well, that's got to hurt them. It didn't hurt them at all. Yep. Is there any good news on the Bengals' front before this uh, this game on Sunday? Not so far. Mm. As they're getting ready to practice today, Ben Baby, the uh, Bengals' uh, ESPN reporter at practice uh, today, said no sight of Jonah Williams or Alex Kappa, so mm. both their left tackle and right guard not spotted today at practice. And, so, and obviously, uh, we know that Lael Collins is already gone for the year, so that looks like they could be the same situation. Now, you know, you and I talked about it last week, and I thought the absence of Von Miller, and I did not think I'd be saying that at the beginning of the year, that old man Von, that they, the Bills might not be able to take advantage of those three missing linemen. Frank Clark and the Chiefs, could they be a different story here? And again, that total of 47, I think that goes into the handicap for the total if you think the, the uh, I can't believe it, the Chiefs might be able to get more pressure than the Bills did. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Frank Clark, the cheapest guy in the world. Right? No, I'm just telling you because he had a $6,000 tab at a friend of mine's restaurant in oh. L.A. Didn't leave a tip. But wait, 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 the wait, owner wait. of the place went into his pocket <laughs> Stop and it. tipped his staff himself. 6K bill mm -hmm. at the Bourbon Room in Los Angeles. Frank Clark did not tip. Mm -hmm. Frank, that's a bad look, dude. And, and it was funny. He go, I asked, I said, I said, Scotty, I'm like, you didn't put the gratuity. And he goes, no, you know, we just thought, you know, no, we don't, we don't want to do that. Maybe they'll tip more. Zero. So he, him and his partner at the end of the night went into their own pockets and paid the staff out $2,000. Okay, I'm, I got. I got. I got take, no problem calling people out. I got to take the Bengals on principle now. <laughs> uh, like, like they, they, right. So, like, you, you you look at it and you go, cheap Frank Clark. Can he get? <laughs> more? I think that's a good good adjective now. Uh, like, can they get more of a pass rush that the Bills clearly could not do last week? Joe Burrow looked like he had all kinds of time back there without three of his offensive linemen. Let's see if the Chiefs and Steve Spagnuolo come up with a better game plan there. When we come back. We had some, uh, I'd say, breaking news this morning. It broke the internet for a while. Coach of the Year candidates. And um, who might win that award? We're down to the final three. We'll tell you who they are next on Big Bets on these and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest games, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99. That's VSI slash subscribe. Back alongside them all, Shaw Dave Ross here. We keep rolling on this Wednesday edition of Big Bets against Steve Mack and our recent editor is going to join us in the next segment. Take a look at his numbers coming up for the Final Four in the NFL. But we're only down to three in the NFL when it comes to the coy, the coach of the year. Now, I know a lot of people that are in this betting market certainly are going to have some consternation about who the finalists are down to. Now, NFL Network released five earlier this morning, and apparently it was to quote Vince Vaughn, erroneous, erroneous. What is that from? That's from, I want to say. I think it's Wedding Crashers. I think it is Wedding Crashers, yeah. Erroneous, erroneous. He just throws up his hands. So they had had five, and on that list was Sean McDermott, and I thought the internet was going to break. And they're like, Sean McDermott's it's on the list as a finalist for Coach of the Year? Then like, no, 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 we're down to three. He's not uh, – he got. if he was in the five, he got the chopping block. Here are the three. Brian Dable, Doug Peterson, and Kyle Shanahan, which is interesting to me. Now, obviously, I think what this tells you is a common denominator. Remember, this is a regular season-only award. What it means to me is if you're playing guys next year in this market and you pick coaches that did not get to the playoffs, you're wasting your money. You're throwing it away because Dan Campbell. So a lot of consternation about Dan Campbell, nine and eight. How did he not get there? Didn't make the playoffs. I really thought Mike Tomlin at nine and eight should have been I, up for it. Didn't make the playoffs. So like, I see what the, at least with the final, what they're doing, they're saying, dude, you got to get to the second season or else we're not even going to put you in consideration. I think the, I think three people should be the finalist. Brian Dayball, Doug Peterson. And I've never been a big Doug Peterson fan. Remember when he ran that fake field goal in oh, Minnesota? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, like, if you don't score on the play, there's not even enough time to run another play. Uh, but to me, um, and the other guy would be uh, Mike uh, Mike Tomlin. I I, w- I was surprised, but again, I understand if that's the criteria, right? And by the way, there is no criteria. That's kind of the point here. This is a very subjective uh, award that's given out. But if we're trying to go, well, why did these three make it, and why didn't? Because I would have voted for Tomlin too. Why didn't? Tomlin get the nod? I think they're saying, you know, the easiest thing to keep everybody at bay is the wink-wink criteria is you got to make the postseason. And that's what all three of these guys did, right? So I think that's why the Dan Campbells get admitted. I think that's why the Mike Tomlins get admitted right away. They just don't make that second cut. Yeah, the, the big one missing here, though, Dave, is the guy who was leading in the market uh, odds-wise most of the year is Nick Sirianni. I mean, we, we saw him at minus money to win this, win this award for most of the season. Not even listed. I think if he wins Sunday, he'll get over it. 
<laughs> he won't care. <laughs> but if you're in the betting market and you bet Sirianni and you go, wait a minute, I got the number one seed in the NFC. I, I, by the way, the Eagles were three to one to win their own division this summer. You could have got it north of three to one. Was Kyle Shanahan ever three to one to, to beat out the Rams? No, they're about plus a dollar fifty at the at the you know high water mark. So if you're just going from the odds perspective, and what was Doug Peterson to win the division for the Jags? Not good. Not now, good. Is, yeah, they were third. Right. Yeah. So, like, I get it. If I'm a, if I've got a ticket on Sirianni today, going, you got to be kidding me. I'm not even in the in the finalist category. That that could seem a little odd. Now, look, Kyle. The mitigating circumstances there are you're down to Mr. Irrelevant. You're down to a third string quarterback. I get that. I, I I think that's a fair case. But I think the roster that John Lynch has built, you could say, uh, you know. Brock Purdy, you could have, they were doing it with Jimmy G. Maybe they would have done it with Trey Lance. The roster is that good. So did Kyle really have a lot of the things that Brian Daybold had going against him? Doug Peterson had going against him. Hell, he could even make a case Mike McCarthy had going against him when you lose Dak Prescott for six weeks. I mean, there are other teams that had mitigating circumstances and kept their seasons alive. So who out of this three now would you put your money on? Nobody he can't anymore. Can't anymore, but no. Right, if you you wanted to, theoretically, in a hypothetical bet. Brian Dayball, because I thought the Giants were going to be horrific. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, for expectations, the lowest of the three expectations might have been the Giants. Also, when you look at the AFC South, Indianapolis can't get out of their own way at the quarterback position, and then you look at Tennessee had injuries to deal with. Mm -hmm. I mean, they started a guy, and I love saying this because I'm a big Josh Dobbs fan, a guy off the street. Yeah. Right there looking around going, anybody want to play quarterback in in Duval next week? Yeah, 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 come on down. We don't like the guy we drafted. And Grable did it right. Well, that's my that's my only, I guess, a sort of issue with Peterson being on here. It's just the the AFC South was so bad. It, it, it's just we're crowning the the best of the worst well, in that division to me. Well, again, so, if, ahead, if, if they don't win the division, Peterson's not on this list. So to y'all's point, that was cl- arguably the worst division in football this year. Yeah, make make an argument, right? So. Like, if Doug Peterson and I know, you know, NFC South's like, hold my beer. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the two Souths, right. I mean, for sure. One of the Souths. So it's like, if if they don't win an awful division on the last week of the regular season, they're not in, the, he's not in this conversation, right? Dable, look, I, I, I'm still marveling at how they were able to get the best out of Danny Dimes this year. Saquon Barkley, you know, it, it, you can make a case if you want to say comeback player of the year, and that's a market we'll get to as well. Like, boy, I'm trying to look at which guy that we actually think should win that award, and I think you're right. I think it's got to be Dabled. I, I think he will ultimately win this thing. Yeah, I would agree with you, but also kind of get back to the point Kelly made about the South. When you think about who Peterson had to coach against, Lovey Smith, Jeff Saturday, um, fired Frank Reich. I mean, not exactly guys lining up for opportunities to get to Canton. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, at all. And then, of course, Rabel's a tremendous coach, but he was dealing with you know, he looked around, he goes, Malik Willis, okay, we need to get the ball down the field. We need about 20 yards, so we're going to go with the Kirk Cousins' favorite choice of the underneath check down route for about three yards. That's I, it. I mean, I, I mean, by far the coach of the year in the AFC South. No no doubt about that. Uh, if anybody's wondering, like, hey, I don't remember seeing finalists for awards before. This is new this year. Mm-hmm. And it's something we should talk about. So this is AP's new voting system for this. And what this is becoming is more of the NBA version, right, where you you have to vote for – so for MVP, you're voting – you have to submit five votes, right? One through five, rank them, and then it's our point system. Ten points for your first place vote, uh, five, for your, five for your second place vote, and then three, two, one for the other ones. All these other awards, you submit three if you're a writer, five points for your first place, thir- uh, three for your second place, one for your thir- uh, third place vote. What's like rank, what do they call it, like ranked ranked chance voting or something so, like that? So, well, n- now the only thing this does open up a window for possibly, it would be tough for it to happen, but you could possibly have a situation where an MVP, there's a, someone who gets more first place right. votes than someone and could lose out. Still. Because of the points. Yes. That's, that, right. That's fair. But here's my thing. They're doing it like the NBA where we're all wondering who's going to win the regular season MVP. And then we find out about a year and a half later and you're like, dude, I don't even know what the award is for. <laughs> right. oh yes. You, yes. You are absolutely right. Yeah, so let's get to MVP. I, I I don't know that this is really up for much of a discussion. Yeah, because I, mean, I think the three of us are pretty much unanimous that it's going to be fifteen, and Mahomes going to win it. Now, the, the interesting debate here is Jalen Hurts. If he doesn't get hurt, and that look, that's the if. That's the that's the um, hypothetical here. 
Because I, I do think if he does not get hurt, it, it, it I, maybe it hurt Nick Sirianni and why he's not even a finalist for coach of the year. But it's almost like we forgot about the Eagles. Like in the just the dominant start to the season. And, they, you know, one loss for, until you get to December. And they basically put everything to bed and they just kind of had to really, you know, load management, if you will, down the stretch. I, I hear everything you're saying, but our conversation on the coach of the year reminds me of when you were younger and you're studying for a test. And you spend all this time on one particular area on this test, and it's like one question out of 50. Right. That's how I feel about the Coach of the Year conversation. Yeah, there's, right. a, there's a lot of other awards to be given it's out. It's not even about other awards. This is all – it's all in the past. I'm like, I couldn't care less. I'm like, you can't even bet on it anymore. You know what? I Let me ask you a question. Who won the Coach of the Year in 2015? 2015. No clue. No Nobody will have a clue who won this yeah. award in six months. No, exactly right. The only people that care about it, people that have tickets. Yeah, but it. people, yeah. yeah, I think for people, whether they're figuring out if their tickets are still alive exactly. or not, right. is a thing. Well, first of all, let me tell you something. Don't make the rookie mistake and ever tear up a ticket until it's done. Dude, I take stacks of tickets and they hate the ticket writers hate me for this. I will take lost tickets to the window and be like, hey, check these. I just want to double check them. By the way, you and I were uh, over there at Circa watching the games at Wildcard or the uh, division round this past weekend. We met a guy over there. Uh, who told me a story about one of his tickets that he chopped up. And it was the 28-3 to game in the Super Bowl. And it was not a small wager. It was a legit big bet. And he said he went rummaging through, couldn't find all the pieces, and he said he sticks with them to this day. He tore up the Tom Brady game because he had money line in the Patriots. And I thought, just wait till the game's over. Like, just wait till the game's over. Why are you tearing up tickets? Was this at Circa on Saturday? Yeah. Good thing I wasn't there because I would have made his day even worse. I would have told him all he had to do is go to the window and tell him the time he made the bet and they could have locked it out for him. Well, it, he didn't make it at Circa. I'm talking about... Oh, the, no, any place. Right. And, and this yeah. was back in, what, 2015, I guess, yeah. or whatever that Super yeah. Bowl was. So, like, I, just lesson, people, to a most point, don't tear up your tickets. Just don't do it because you just don't know. But if you have one on, say, Justin Jefferson to win the MVP, you can tear that one up. It's going to go to Patrick Mahomes. Spoiler alert. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have Steve Mackin and join us, our VEASAN editor, to look at the final four in the NFL next year on Big Bets. VEASAN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Eastern Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is just a little bit different. Everyone is on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that step towards change, well, Zen's going to be there for you. So check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is is an addictive chemical. Back alongside Malshaw Dave Ross here. It is always a pleasure on a Wednesday to bring in our VEASAN editor, Steve Mackinnon from the great state of Wisconsin. Steve, my team, the Dallas Cowboys, joined your team, the Green Bay Packers, now as we watch the rest of the Final Four go on uh, without our squads in there. I do want to start off there uh, in the NFC with you because we saw the look-ahead lines uh, before the games were played last weekend, before the Cowboys and the Niners, and before the Eagles and Giants. And and it was like the Niners would be one-point favorites, theoretically, against the Eagles. And then after we actually have the matchup now, that's not what the number is. It's ballooned up to two and a half. You've done some really good work looking at, you know, finals, conference finals, and some trends that you've seen historically. First of all, did that number surprise you that it's basically three and a half points off of what the look-ahead was? Well, yeah, I think you have to be sort of surprised about it. I I, I never thought this line would get up to three, uh, and it, it actually has a, somebody approached that this week. And uh, I think a lot of people are putting more stock into Philadelphia's, I guess if you want to call it the big win over the Giants, than they are over the 49ers' impressive effort against Dallas. You know, to me, the one thing when you look at this team and this matchup right now, the question was Jalen Hurts' health coming into this game. How would he perform? I don't think he skipped a beat, Steve. Did you see anything in the performance on Saturday against the Giants that concerns you at all from a Philadelphia's perspective going into this game? Well, I tell you what, I sure liked what I saw from him last Saturday as opposed to what uh, what he how he played against the Giants a couple weeks ago uh, in that uh, real tight game where the uh, Giants were resting their starters. So that's definitely something uh, in favor of uh, of Philadelphia for this week. Now, if you go, if you recall, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when I wrote that piece on the shared traits. 
you recall I had San Francisco as it, um, the so-called perfect team. So still got my eye on that. I think uh, San Francisco has, uh, there's not really any weak spots. I'm a little concerned about some things on Philadelphia. Yeah, let's get into some of those, uh, some of the data you've been able to pull here, Steve, uh, as you get ready for these the, the championship tilts. And again, as a Visa Pro subscriber, you have access to all the information Steve has here as our Visa editor. So, so what are you seeing? Let's start off with the NFC here. Maybe some recent trends that you think might be applicable to this game between the Niners and the Eagles. Well, I think give a little background on this and on the piece in general is I like to look back at about 20 years or so of data to maybe get uh, to look for these patterns. Now, last year's two championship games were interesting in the fact that we didn't have a number one seed in any of them or either of them. So uh, it was the first time in quite a while that that had happened. So I don't know how relevant the two games were last year as compared to what we got again this year. We got a one two matchup, of course, uh, in the NFC. Uh, typically, the one-two matchups like uh, tend to go over when they happen. Um, but uh, again, mm. anything be prior to last year probably more pertinent if you're looking for trends that are applicable than the two games that happened a year ago. But you're seeing the that the, the one and twos they've trended to go over, and I believe that number uh, right now is around forty-six and a half. That's what the data is showing you, Steve. Yeah, historically, thirteen uh, and four over in the last seven times. 17 times a team uh, one has met a two in this round. Hmm. That's interesting in terms of how it's played out. Something yeah. to pay attention to if you're looking at betting the total this weekend. Uh, the Patrick Mahomes injury, anything that concerns you from potentially backing Kansas City or Cincinnati you know, going the other way? I mean, the number has taken a pretty drastic swing, which you wouldn't expect to see is what, probably as much as four, four and a half points so far in this conference championship game. Chiefs <laughs> minus two and a half to two, two and a half. So almost five points here for the Bengals in this one, Steve. I actually wanted to ask you guys what, what your feelings are on this because this is this wow. is about as interesting as a, of a line situation as I can ever recall for a high level game like this. If if you consider overall power ratings, let's just talk in that regard. To me, it looks like they backed about four points off for this Mahomes injury right now, and I think if he proves he's healthy or, or capable of playing semi close to normal Patrick Mahomes level. We could see this line flying back up by Sunday. I agree. And again, we talked about it, Steve, a little bit yesterday. Like to see that, because again, this time yesterday was two. You even saw some two and a halfs out there for the Bengals. And, you know, my thought process, Steve, was like, you're seeing a four, four and a half, five point move on a guy that is going to play. Like that would normally be for somebody that was not going to play. So we know he is. I got to think this thing's hopping down because we're getting, if you want to call it better news out of Kansas City that it looks like, you know, obviously he's going to be able to go. You've had a full week to really work on it, so it's going to be a matter of pain tolerance come Sunday. But what are you seeing numbers-wise here for that AFC title game in, in recent history? What, this is a one against a three matchup here with the Bengals? Well, first of all, I just kind of want to touch about what you said there. Now, think back the last week. What would have happened, what would this line have been if Buffalo was in this game, if they were favored by six? Right over Cincinnati last week. That, that that's very intriguing to, to consider the prospects of that. Or is this just a big overreaction to what the uh, the Bengals did last week to the Bills? Well, again, the only time that Patrick Mahomes has been an underdog at home in his career was against the, the Bills this year, and they lost. Right, so they, and they didn't. They was two and a half, and they lose by three. So we this is very rare. First and foremost, we've only seen it one time with Mahomes as a starting quarterback as a dog. Uh, in this game, but right now, that's the way this is lining up as a one-point underdog. No question about it, and I thought you brought up a great point about what would the line be if Buffalo was in this one. I thought last week's line was an overreaction because of the injuries in the offensive line for the Bengals. Mm -hmm. We saw it play out. Cincinnati, no issues there. Now this is a bit of an overreaction to the Patrick Mahomes injury. If you're not going to give Cincinnati credit for the fact that they were able to overcome those injuries, don't you at some point in time wake up and say, hey, listen, the best player in the game still played in the second half. It wasn't that bad. He'll be okay. Um, I, I think when you look at it from a Chiefs perspective, guys, no disrespect to the Rams, but if the, if the Chiefs had an opportunity to play them in that dome oh. in SoFi, they're winning the Super Bowl. And if you're Patrick Mahomes, you're trying to chase down Tom Brady, that's a ring you left on the table. And no matter how good your teams are and how well you play, the years to get them back and to be able to have those opportunities, so many of those slip through your, you know, your hands. Yep. I'm sure Pete Manning is sitting there going, oh, we missed three, four, five Super Bowls in Indianapolis. 
you know, people overlook the fact this is the fifth straight time yeah. Kansas City's going to be in this game here. <laughs> this is a very experienced team at this level. They typically play very good defense at this time of year. I think there a lot of people overlooking the fact that the Chiefs have been very good defensively of late. Uh, I think maybe some of this might have to do with the fact that Cincinnati has been somewhat of a tough matchup for the yes. Chiefs since Burrow has been around. So. Uh, I believe that may have some of the thinking, but in the end, I, I, I think it all comes down to the Mahomes injury on where this number sits at the end. Yeah, I believe right now what is 3-0 and here, Burrow against Mahomes head-to-head, if you want to look at it that way here. But the other 52 guys do factor into that equation as well. Steve, very quickly, I love what you told me about the NFC with that total. Anything here that the numbers are digging in? Because we're about the same number here, 47 in this Bengals and Chiefs total in the AFC. Well, I think not not so much in total. Let's talk about the the road favorite line here. Uh, six and four straight up, five four and one ATS last ten for the road favorites in conference championship play. There's not you don't see them a whole lot, mm-hmm. but they do happen. So if this does happen to stay where it is, it would tend to just slide slide slightly with the Bengals. You know, you bring up a really good point, and I'm just pulling up some of the teams in the AFC that have played in the last few years. The one thing I think that gets overlooked is that, okay, Cincinnati last year, obviously, Kansas City, Buffalo a couple of years ago, Chiefs win that one. They've, they've obviously been dominant winning a couple of these out of the last uh, three, two out of the last three, but New England won. To me, as good as this team is, I don't look at Cincinnati at the, as the same way I did the Patriots a few years ago when they won that game on the D4 at offsides. Oh, wow. Do you, uh, well, based yeah. on that, do you agree or disagree? And Steve, I want to get your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Uh, so to me, I think I, I love the stats you have in terms of the numbers here, in terms of the conference championship. I'm looking specifically at the AFC. I'm not putting as much stock in that one. I, listen, I'm going to ride Mahomes. I might ride him right into the ground, but <laughs> I mean, to me, I, I want to go with 15. I like, you know, a friend of mine always talks about this from a betting standpoint. And I think it's such a great point. Pedigree matters. Yes. Steve, you have followed the uh, Green Bay Packers for a long time. And I know they haven't had the success that many people in the state of Wisconsin would want. But the one thing that you always look at when you're on the other side, you're going, damn, 12's on the other side. There's going to be a chance if you leave anything over 28 to 30 seconds, we could be in trouble. And that's kind of how I feel about 15. McDermott and company made a mistake last year on the uh, not kicking a squib kick, and we saw what happened. Yeah, I, I don't want to go with you're saying I, I agree with the numbers I just gave you with the road favorites because yeah. I, I don't. I, I'm – I'm with you on this one, Amal. I, I think this has gone way too far the other way towards the Bengals, and I do see Mahomes being successful in this game. One of the key things to look for, the road team needs to score 20 points in these games, or they are god-awful. 2-15 and 15 if they don't in their last 17. So Woo. something to keep an eye on. Can either Are both road teams going to score 20 or more? Well, we ran out of time. I wanted to ask you about uh, AR-12 there in uh, Green Bay. We'll get that, to that next week as he's holding the team hostage to figure out what his future is. He'll be holding it until August, so we've got time. <laughs> Steve Mackin, follow him on Twitter, at Steve Mackin, back with more Big Bets in a moment. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football fans with the conference championships this weekend, it's time to check out Bet Rivers. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers squares this football season. Place a $10 bet or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying offers and eligibility uh, bonuses and credit use, full terms and conditions available at BetRiverSquares.com. Great having Steve Mackinnon, our VCN editor, on the last segment. We ran out of time to ask Steve about AR-12. Aaron Rodgers, number 12, and where Rodgers might be playing next year because there are numbers out for Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers as to where they might end up next year. Now, let's stay with Rodgers for a second. Now, I didn't see exactly what he put out, but apparently it's it's like one of those quasi, hey, guys, Brian Gutekunst, I need time. I got to figure this out, figure out what I want to do in my offseason. If you remember last year's offseason, and if you're watching and listening to VEASAN, you certainly do, because we were talking about this ad nauseum last year, because remember, he was like in a rainforest or something, and he's doing all kinds of things. And he was with the actress, Shaylee something. I don't know if they're Shailene Shailene. Woodley. Yeah, whatever. Like, I think that's her name. Yeah, hold, so. hold on a second. They were together, right, and now they're not. Hey, get it right, Dave. He was in Hawaii on hallucinogenics. Okay, I, come on. He was I, having I, a good time. It was time. a wild time. I have a question. Kelly, are you her biggest fan, or are you her agent? Because I have never, like, I wouldn't respond to that, like, for Charlize Theron. Ooh. Like, it was like. It would take it like if it was just trying to help Dave out here. Yeah, man. I, I was not helping out. That was trying to see. Hold on, is she available? Because apparently they're not together anymore. But I, I am Shailene. Kelly <laughs> <laughs> Bidlin is still available. You, would you go to the rainforest with her? Yeah, sounds like that sounds Dude, like a good go, time. You go to Pluto with her, okay? Calm down. Right, yeah, exactly. I take her to the rainforest cafe thing. You guys remember that? <laughs> I didn't even know it's still in business. It's a classy <laughs> spot, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> the mist comes down on us. Uh, so now we're kind of going through that again 2.0 here with Rodgers. Now, look, if you think he's going to end up back in Green Bay, remember, he just got a big deal there last year, right? So you can understand why he's the odds-on favorite, minus the dollar twenty-five. Somebody photoshopped a picture of uh, Rodgers in Jets gear, and the caption was pretty funny. It's like, he already looks like he's he's not the same quarterback, even in a Jets uniform. So that would be the second betting favorite at plus 250. And that would also be going the Brett Favre route. Because when Favre left Green Bay many moons ago, where did he go? To the Jets. I don't know if we're going to see this happen again of history repeating, but that's the second betting favorite on the board. First of all, a couple things to clear up on this one. It says, where will Rodgers play favorite right now? Are Packers are minus 125, Jets plus 250. Las Vegas Raiders five to one, and then the Colts five and a half to one. Here's my question for you guys. I'm assuming this is at the start of the season, right? Because, yeah. Because, yes. Because just to clarify, in case let's say for some reason there was a trade or something. Yeah, most of these markets for, for, are always listed as first, next snap. Right. Okay, next, wherever it. he next takes snap. his next snap. Got Correct. It. I would bet the Packers. Uh, Rogers' dead cap hit for 2023 is 99.7 million. His cap hit is 31.6 million, which is very tolerable for a quarterback of his caliber. He still had a good year. The team didn't play particularly well, but I think he bounces back. And when you look at the NFC landscape, to me, I think right now there are three teams you're looking at. Dallas, you beat them at home. San Francisco, you're capable of beating them with Rodgers potentially, even though they, they've worked yeah. them over the last few times they faced off. And then Philadelphia. And I think those two teams played earlier this year, and Philly got them pretty good. However, with the overall team playing better and healthier, I think the Packers are a dangerous team. I would not be ready to walk away from Rodgers just yet because do you believe Jordan Love is as capable oh. of being an Aaron Rodgers replacement immediately and having an impact? Because that division is very winnable. The Vikings are not going to win every close game as we saw in the playoffs. The one time it mattered, the Vikings couldn't win the close game. So for me, I look at it from a Green Bay standpoint of, okay, we don't have Devontae Adams, but we're still a pretty good team. Watson's starting to emerge. You get Rodgers back, you get uh, that offensive line back healthier. They've got a shot, and I don't think you can write off Green Bay just yet. You know, like the, the case of, uh, you know, 
moving windows or sliding doors, however you want to do it. Looking back at the last game of the regular season, had the Packers beaten the Lions, they would have played San Francisco in the first round of the playoffs. And what would have been interesting to me would, would be see the line move. What would that number have looked like? Would the, would the Packers have gotten seven against Brock Purdy? Like, that would have been an interesting matchup to see how that might have potentially played out. And yet, because it, it goes the other way, you know, as a Cowboy backer, the Cowboys end up having to play there because the Vikings lose at home to the Giants. or You know, like, all those scenarios change with the results from week 18 and then the first week – of the the regular of the uh, wild card round, I just wonder would they have actually pushed San Francisco like Brock Purdy against Aaron Rodgers would have been a fascinating conversation to have of Mr. Irrelevant against a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And this team lost five out of I'm sorry, um, seven out of eight games over a mid- stretch in the middle of the season. They I think from week win. five. Yeah, exactly. They couldn't do anything right. Then they get things turned around uh, in Miami. Have a nice game there. Uh, but to me, and that was actually even before they, they actually got on a winning streak before that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're as far away. I wouldn't move away yeah. from Rodgers just yet. I, I think you're good enough. And I don't look at anybody, including in the AFC. There are a lot of good teams. But there's no 90, you know, 92, 93 Cowboys, 94, 49ers. There's none of those teams out oh, there. Totally. I, I think that's a big part about a, a part of it. I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson. Right now, who wants to go play in the AFC with Patrick Mahomes, so, Justin Josh Herbert, Allen. Joe Burrow, oh, jo- oh. Josh Allen? It's a gauntlet. I mean, those four guys are going to be there for a while. Yeah, but I'll tell you this: if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, with um, who's it? What's that? So they'll be a good team. I think they're right up there with anybody in the conference because their defense is really, really good. I love Brees Hall, the young kid out of Iowa State at the running back position. Garrett Wilson's had a great season mm-hmm. as a rookie. Um, they've got a couple other receivers there. I'm drawing a blank on the kid out of Baylor that plays for them. Uh, they, they've got some really good players there. I think a Rodgers comes in with that defense and with Brees Hall's ability to run the football I think they can push Buffalo. I think they can put a, push anybody in the AFC. The only problem with the scenario of trading, because remember, mm-hmm. it would be a trade now yes. that, that the Jets would have to do. After John Schneider and Pete Carroll fleeced the Broncos, right? I wonder if there's going to be people out there going, oh, man, like what are you asking for? For for old man AR-12? Like, I, I will not be the new Denver Broncos. I'm not going to salvage, you know, mortgage my future for a guy like Russell Wilson and give up all these number ones and give you back a quarterback in exchange, by the way. And, you know, some of those things, Drew Locke didn't work out, but Geno Smith, they resurrected him. Like, I don't know that the Jets or another dance partner would be willing to do a Russell Wilson-type deal. And then, oh, by the way, they gave him the big money in Denver, which Seattle clearly did not want to do. He's already got the money. Rodgers has the money. Gutekunst paid him. Like, the, the Packers took care of him. So, to me, I'm kind of with you. I think it's going to be Green Bay or bust, and I don't think it's going to go bust because you and I were talking during the break. What else is Rodgers going to do? Like, once, and this is why we're going to get into the Tom Brady discussion as well. Like, what are some of these guys look at it and go, well, now what do I do? Like, I can still play in this league. I want to play as long as I can. And so I go, Will Ferrell, Mike Ditka, kicking and screaming. Great underrated movie, by the way. Like, which one? Kicking and screaming, the oh, soccer movie. Oh, oh okay. like you got it. You got to drag me off the field because I'm not going to go into the good night just because the media tells me I can't play anymore. I'm going to go until a team tells me I, I can't play anymore. I would agree with that completely. Um, I think the Raiders are an interesting bet. I think it's a good spot that he lands in with Adams, Waller, Renfro, uh, Josh McDaniels. I think it would. You know, if you're Josh McDaniels, you've got to push to get him to get Tom Brady. Yeah. By the way, this like Derek Carr thing was so. Quick and sudden. Didn't see like, hey, all of a sudden. It's weird to me. Oh, I, it, I agree. This was a company man, Derek Carr. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he said, you know what? If the company's not going to play me, I'm not even going to show up at the facility. And he gone. He uh, never came back. Took I, off I, and I, never came back. It just well, feels like there's more there we're not. We don't he know alluded to that, Kelly. I don't he, know. He said, basically, if I'm paraphrasing, one day I'll tell you the whole story, kids, but I can't tell you today. Why? That was kind of Derek well, Carr's thing. Let me tell you, the great thing about being so rich is you can say things and you don't have to worry about getting fired from your job. Right. <laughs> he, that, that's the greatest thing about being rich. Right. His thing is like, you know, I, I've got this. Derek Carr has a reputation of kind of being like 
good guy, right? So I think he's like, I don't want to throw Josh McDaniels under the bus, but I'll throw Josh McDaniels under the bus without telling you why I'm throwing him under the bus. That was the vibe I got. Like, one day the whole story will come out why this went south here out in the desert. Yeah, but but, but I'm with you. I think Brady at plus $1. fifty. it's the same number that he goes back to Tampa Bay at plus $1. fifty. That makes a lot of sense. But also to the Rodgers point, man, if, if Rodgers could say, hey, swing a deal, trade me to Las Vegas, and my guy Devontae Adams is sitting there waiting for me to come home. That would make sense, too. But, again, that's part of a, a deal. It's not going to cost as much to get Tom Brady, uh, certainly, as it's going to cost to get Aaron Rodgers. I would agree with you there. Uh, can they adjust it under the cap? All those things are going to be a factor. But it will be interesting to see what happens. I, I think, though, the Jets are an interesting place, but can they give it up enough to get Rodgers or the Packers willing to part with him? All right, so we uh, will see where the landing spots for 12s. 12 in Tampa, 12 in Green Bay, where those guys end up. All right, when we come back, let's dip our toe into the college basketball slate that we have on the docket tonight. That is next here on Big Bets. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.